0: on the BMC podcast network on SoundCloud and iTunes just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network and now on to the talking news Veterans Memorial will receive $100,000 matching grant by Ellen Schreiber the Belmont Veterans Memorial Committee announced a $100,000 matching grant from the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation to help restore and enhance the Veterans Memorial at Clay Pit Pond. The bank's leadership gift is expected to anchor the fundraising and inspire other donors. We were inspired by the vision and passion of the Belmont Veterans Memorial Committee, said Robert Morrissey, Chairman of the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation Board. This is a project that brings together the entire Belmont community to honor our veterans and to create a unique and special place in town. As a community bank, we are committed to the Belmont community and we're excited to play a role in making it happen, Morrissey explained. Three years ago, Belmont Savings Bank Foundation made a similar leadership challenge grant for the construction of the new Underwood Pool which inspired over $200,000 in donations from Belmont residents in a four-week period and helped secure the success of the project. The Belmont Savings Bank Foundation's current $100,000 fundraising challenge comes with a December 31 deadline which should allow construction to be completed in time for Veterans Day 2018. This is a very big deal for Belmont's veterans and our community, and we are tremendously grateful to the Belmont Savings Bank for their strong leadership," said Angelo Varenzi, chair of the Belmont Veterans Memorial Committee and a former Belmont selectman. At 77 years old, the current memorial is showing its age. The stone wall is largely concrete patches, the structure is compromised, and the brass plaque is beyond repair. In its current shape, the memorial does not properly honor the memories of our servicemen and women, Ferenczi explained. The new memorial will restore the historical wall to its original condition, and new memorial stones will honor the contributions of Belmont veterans in each individual military conflict, since the town's founding in 1859. The enhanced memorial will also be a focal point along the soon-to-be-built intergenerational walking path around Clay Pit Pond, the benches for rest and contemplation. When you look at the design of this beautiful memorial, which is integrated into the beautiful walking path the town is already building, It is easy to see how belmont residents will be drawn to the path and the restful place provided by the veterans memorial farenzi said the belmont veterans memorial design features a patio of engraved memorial bricks and benches that honor belmont veterans as well as veterans friends family and members of belmont residents additionally we are looking for donors who can help remember over 100 Belmont servicemen who have fallen during wartime in conflicts from the Civil War on, Ferenczi said. We want to make sure that every one of these fallen servicemen are memorialized on an engraved brick. Online donations can be made at www.belmontvets.com or check donations can be made to Belmont Veterans Memorial Committee. P.O. Box 79024, Belmont, Mass. 02479, or email, bot, email belmontvetsmail at gmail.com for more information. The fundraising challenge will also be highlighted at the premier film screening of Belmont Veterans Remember on Sunday, November 5, 4 p.m., at the Belmont Town Hall Auditorium. And now over to Claire.
1: Thank you, Bob. New water meters on tap for all households. Consumers' Water Department will read smart meters remotely by Joanna K. Zuvelis. Department of Public Works Water Division Manager, Michael Bishop, hopes to start replacing every Belmont Homes water meter with smart meters by the end of this year. The majority of water meters currently in place are more than 20 years old and due to be replaced because the batteries will be reaching their maximum life. The smart meters will allow residents to see their water consumption instantly using their mobile device, said Bishop. They will also reduce the town's cost for meter reading because each meter will have an encoder attached to it which will be uploaded to a gatekeeper and downloaded onto the water department's computer system. Readings are accurate, real-time, daily, said Bishop. Currently, each water meter is read electronically by Belmont Light by driving by residents' homes. One of the big advantages of the new system is that it will enable the water department to create reports by getting nightly readings and determine if usage is outside a parameter. If a leak is suspected, the customer will be contacted. There's usually a cause for it being too high or too low, said Bishop. If it's high, it's usually a toilet running or leaking. When it comes to water theft, "'We've only had two people in the 35 years I've been here,' said Bishop. "'There is a tamper switch which will go off if meters are tampered with. "'Another big advantage will be the ability to go to monthly billing instead of quarterly. "'It will be much more affordable to the residents to receive a monthly bill than it is for a quarterly bill. "'We feel it will be easier to budget for,' said Bishop.' The project is being funded through the water and sewer reserve accounts. The funds have already been appropriated, and the total cost is $2.6 million. The consultants are finalizing requests for proposals for purchase of the equipment and for meter installations by a private contractor. The contractor will do all the scheduling for installations with the residents, which will should not take more than 45 minutes per household. Over to Max.
2: Thanks, Claire. <laughs> Rats on the Rise in Town. Forty percent jump in the number of rat complaints this year, by Joanna K. Tzuvelis. Brianne Gray, a second-year graduate student at Boston University's School of Public Health, made an interesting discovery during her internship with the Belmont Health Department this summer. Rat complaints are on the rise. According to Belmont Health Director Wesley Chin, there has been a 40% jump in the number of complaints this year compared to last year. Since January, his office has received more than 70 calls from residents who have seen rats on their property, including a resident on Oak Avenue who actually spotted one in their toilet in the middle of the night. Chin said rats only need a half a half-inch opening to get in anywhere. So if there's an opening in a pipe and they are thirsty, they will get in. Gray's internship turned into a rat study when she observed how many complaint calls were coming in. She decided to study rat sightings in Belmont from 2015 to the present to track how it may have changed. What she learned is They appear to be moving toward Cambridge. She continues to see similar clustering in the Hull and Beach Street areas, but more recently they are being spotted in the Watson Road area. Is construction to blame? Chin said disruptions caused by the construction of the Bradford Development Complex in Cushing Square doesn't explain all the rat sightings. According to Chin... Construction would definitely be a cause for the increase in rat sightings. However, based on how far rats travel, 150 to 300 feet from their burrow or home, calls are coming in from a distance much further away from the Bradford construction site. Otto Weiss, project manager for Toll Brothers Apartment Living, said the company did a survey of the site before construction. Quote, we have not heard any any issues at our site, or heard of issues from any of the abutters, unquote, he said. Whatever the cause may be, Gray said when she assessed the properties where rats or rat evidence were spotted, she said they all had similar conditions which attract rats, such as messy yards, yards with gardens, clutter, and composting bins. Rats can chew through anything softer than steel, said Gray, Steve Buono, owner of Buono Pest Control in Belmont, said he has definitely seen an uptick in rats over the past few years, especially when roads are dug up for construction and sewer work. He believes part of the problem is due to the reduction of poison use to kill the rodents. He said there are dumpsters in Cambridge where they could be coming from. If you see a rat or evidence of a rat, call a licensed pest control technician, said Buono, Homeowners should not treat for rats on their own, he said. How to prevent infestation. Chin recommends if someone wants to compost, their composting bin should be on a concrete slab where rats can't burrow underneath. However, if someone who composts has a rat problem, he recommends they discontinue composting until the rat problem is solved. Solid cat and dog waste is another attractant for rats, said Chin. He said the rising rat trend in Belmont is similar to the trend in neighboring towns. Chin says there are many things residents can do to decrease their risk, such as keeping things in the garage six inches off the floor and away from walls. He said rats like to find nice nooks and crannies to stay warm and hide in. Over to you, Bob. Towns Collaborate on Disabled Sports
0: Program by Kenny Feltner. Bolstered by four decades of collaboration, the towns of Watertown and Belmont have made their combined efforts to support children and adults with intellectual and disabilities official. Through the special programs organized for recreation time, referred to as SPORT, Both towns will continue to work together to provide a range of services to intellectually disabled residents. The program offers participants over 40 recreational activities, such as soccer, Nordic skiing, yoga, rowing, and others. The activities are year-round and will help serve roughly 300 adults and children in the combined towns. Belmont is shouldering most of the cost for the initiative. The program will be continuously improved as it goes on, officials say. I think one of the important aspects is the ability to provide added services to people in Watertown, said Mark Sedaris, Town Council President for Watertown. Most important to me is continuing the collaboration with another community and expanding services will be monitoring, monitoring to see how this situation plays out. Susan Weiner is the former Director of Recreation for Belmont. She remembers when the program largely consisted of Friday night socials. The need to partner with Watertown was clear from the start, she said. We were first joined forces. Some of the registration forms would go through Watertown. Some would go through Belmont and it was getting too confusing because they would actually all would be signing up for the same programs, she said. I think it's wonderful for both towns. It's a win-win. Both towns get the recognition for supporting the program. The population is certainly for both towns and outside the areas, she added. Making the program official helps ensure its longevity, Weiner said. The services will continue to be needed as the population of special needs continues to grow. And over to Claire.
1: Thank you. Neighbors show support for permit. Renovation would exceed new bylaw guidelines by Rob Carter. Tempers flared when a large show of support from the neighbors of a Belmont couple seeking a special permit to renovate their home was not enough to sway the Belmont Planning Board to take the matter to a vote at an October 3rd public hearing. It's been dysfunctional, David High, the owner of the home said, describing the process. High said he and his wife Susanna requested the special permit for their home at 75 Lorimer Road this summer when their application was flagged by the Belmont Zoning Board of Appeals for violating a new law intended to stop homes being demolished and replaced with oversized McMansion Houses. Wave of Neighborhood Support Knowing the bylaws' intent was to preserve the character of Belmont neighborhoods, the highs went door-to-door, seeking support according to their neighbors. By the beginning of the October 3rd meeting, they had over 100 signatures and several neighbors in attendance to show support for the project. I think it would be really nice for our neighborhood if another house became that much nicer, Debbie Hart, a neighbor of the Highs, said. I think it helps lift the whole neighborhood up. About a dozen neighbors made similar statements supporting the Highs during public comment and it seemed to strike a chord with some of the board members here we have unanimity where the neighbors are saying this is a positive change for our neighborhood board member carl Hagland said mentioning that that was not true of additions in the neighborhoods that prompted the creation of the bylaw board member charles clark agreed that the show of support for the neighbors helped assuage any concerns he had about the renovation. Board Chair, a vocal critic. But Planning Board Chairman Elizabeth Allison warned that the neighbors may not be able to truly appreciate the size of the renovation before it was constructed. The larger issue for Allison, the project's most vocal critic, was setting a bad precedent. We don't want to paint a target on this neighborhood, Allison said, explaining that she feared developers would use this ruling as precedent that the Kendall Gardens neighborhood was open season for more extreme renovations. High's proposed renovation would more than double the area of the current building, far exceeding the 30% increase cap Outlined by a bylaw added last year, but he said at 2800 square feet the house was definitely not a McMansion Board member Steve Pinkerton who helped craft the bylaw in question Before joining the board said he agreed that the renovation was appropriate for the neighborhood citing consistent architecture and the house's large lot size I think you've met the requirement as we intended it, Pinker said to the couple. You certainly met the spirit of it. Despite voicing his support, Pinkerton said he would be abstaining from voting on the project since he came onto the board after the first public hearing on the matter. Neighbors expressed frustration. Allison also raised the issue of the basement acting as an accessory apartment, a secondary dwelling unit located within the same lot as an owner-occupied single-family house because it had an independent bathroom and entrance. Board Vice Chairman Barbara Fiacco who also said she would abstain from voting based on absences in earlier hearings, said she felt the bathroom existing before the renovation meant it should not factor into the decision. Over to Max now.
2: Thanks, Claire. Residents Frustrated with Decisions on Trash, Pay-As-You-Throw by Angela Toma. Tensions ran high at the October 3rd Selectman meeting. The new trash contract passed by the selectmen last week was not scheduled for discussion during the meeting. This did not deter a couple of upset citizens from raising their concerns about the new contract. Last week, after an arduous and contentious discussion, the Belmont Board of Selectmen voted 2-1 to one in favor of instituting automated trash collection. However, there are some who have still not accepted their decision. Don Mercier, a longtime town meeting member, took issue with the upcoming bidding system. Mercier wants the selectmen to open up the bids to different trash pickup methods rather than just the automated collection method. He believes opening up the bids will allow the selectmen to choose the more cost efficient me- option. The selectmen heard the concerns of Mercier, but reiterated that they had already voted and decided on the automated pickup method. Chairman Jim Williams concluded by asserting that they will be, quote, "...putting the bid out as the Board of Selectmen approved it to be," unquote. The Selectmen hope to have a full community dialogue once the new automated system is in place. Amanda Mujica, chairman of Belmont's PTA-slash-PTO Green Alliance, expressed frustration due to the absence of pay-as-you-throw, P-A-Y-T, in the meeting's agenda. Pay As You Throw is a green initiative that, at its core, would require citizens to pay for each trash bag they wanted collected. This, like the automated trash collection, has been a hot topic of debate. The selectmen decided on September 25th that it would be impossible to simultaneously implement PAYT and and automated trash collection. They opted to put the PAYT initiative on the back burner. Mujica asserted the selectmen had decided they would discuss and vote on PAYT during the October 3rd meeting. When the agenda omitted the topic, she contacted the town office. The office told Mujica she could not submit her question regarding PAYT to the chairman and board. In order to do so, she needed to hand in her questions before noon on the day of the meeting. She missed the deadline by an hour. Mujica was irritated because this was not stated in any written rule. She asked for clarification on how she was expected to raise her concerns to the board. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max.
0: Program to feature metal art collection. The Belmont Historical Society will offer its first public program of the 2017-2018 season on Sunday, October 22nd with a talk on the metal art of Abraham Merjigian. Merjigian, a native of Cambridge, worked as a machinist for General Electric in Lynn in the 1950s. During his lunch breaks, he would rummage through the scrap bins, salvaging scraps of metal, and eventually turning those scraps into a collection of over 300 miniature pieces of metal art. 20 years after he died in 1983, his son Robert rediscovered his father's extraordinary collection of miniature art. As a tribute of his dad and as a way of his own and a way for his two sons to get to know the grandfather they never knew, Robert began sharing his father's collection at local museums and various other venues. This unusual collection has been featured in the Boston Globe, and on WCVB Channel 5's Chronicle program. And over to Claire.
1: Thank you, Bob. Fall yard waste collection schedule announced. Leaves and yard waste will be collected curbside every week on Belmont residents' regular rubbish day between October 23 and December 7th. If they are in trash barrels, no greater than 32 gallons, weighing no more than 50 pounds, marked with two yard waste stickers. Stickers are provided by the town or put in 30-gallon brown biodegradable paper bags, weighing no more than 50 pounds. No plastic bags are accepted. From October 23rd through December 9th, Residents can bring leaves only in any type of clean container and empty them into the community compost pile at the transfer station at 1130 Concord Ave. The hours are Monday through Friday from 730 to 1130 a.m. and 1230 to 3 p.m., except November 11th, Veterans Day, and November 23rd, Thanksgiving Day. The transfer station will also be opened on seven Saturdays, October 28th through December 9th from 8 to eleven thirty a.m. and twelve thirty to 4 p.m. Residents must bring identification, a driver's license, so staff can verify Belmont residency. Call the highway division at 617-993- 2690 for questions or information about composting over to Max
2: thanks Claire Cushing Square Halloween to raise funds for Puerto Rico Halloween and Cushing Square have been synonymous for many years the arrival of children in costumes has been an annual event for many local and regional families This event began as a costume parade for families with children who were too young to go trick-or-treating. The Cushing Square Merchants Association has met and decided unanimously that it would like to see a change in this event for 2018 to revert back to the original intent of the event, a costume parade that is centered around the parade. While it is too soon this year to coordinate a big change, the CSMA would like this year's Halloween event to be, connected, to be connective, community-building, and charitable by working towards a full-scale costume parade and fundraiser for 2018. In reflection of all the recent natural disasters and catastrophes in the world, the CSMA would like to include a charitable giving component to this year's event rather than a receiving component. The 2017 event will be held as planned from 3 to 5 p.m. on October 31st and families are welcome to come in costume as usual. CSMA is suggesting businesses offer healthy alternatives to candy for the children if they choose. The CSMA asks visitors to Cushing Square on Halloween to bring some spare change to give to Massachusetts United for Puerto Rico, a newly created fund intended for long-term relief in Puerto Rico and to benefit people from Puerto Rico who relocate to Massachusetts. Back to you, Bob.
0: Along with my colleagues Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you have enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.